thank you, Lord, that in this place you would be magnified, glorified, exalted, and manifest your presence in our midst. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that a great song? There is nothing better than the Lord. Amen. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we see, he's still there. And there is nothing better than him. Nothing that can touch his power, his anointing in this earth. He is capable and able and willing in this hour to do his will. Amen. Let's make our confession today. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Well, give God praise, and give an extra praise for the worship team. Hallelujah. They are, they are awesome. And, uh, you know, we haven't had many rehearsals. You can be seated since we moved out here because it's a little different trying to get everybody together out here and we took all our equipment out here so we don't have any way to rehearse back at on Earl Avenue right now so uh, everybody does their part at home and when we get here we just get in the presence of God and go amen it's wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord and uh, I believe God has a a word for us this year I believe there's several things that are coming this year I believe there will be hardship I believe there will be situations but praise the Lord, we got through 2020. So we have uh, built a fortress inside of ourselves of faith and believing God to stand through the unknown. Amen? Yeah, give yourself a pat. <laughs> some of us have had COVID. Some didn't have COVID. Praise the Lord. But all of us have gone to the other side. Amen? Tina's the only one that bugged out of here and went to heaven. And, uh, you know, uh, she, she had fought a great fight of faith in her body for a lot of years. And I don't believe COVID took her. I believe she said, I'm coming, Lord. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and I believe she's rejoicing in heaven. So, you know, my husband said one time, he was talking about um, Tommy Barnett. And when he was in the city of Davenport years ago, uh, he began to bust people and begin to cause a little bit of an opportunity with people who didn't really believe what he believed. And they began to threaten his life. And he said, you threaten my life with heaven? I don't, I don't think that bothers me. You're going to have to find something else. That doesn't even faze me. If I'm not here, I'll be in heaven. So that is no threat. You know, and I think we need to live like whether we live here or we live in heaven, we're going to live the fullest life that God has for us to live in 2021. And uh, I appreciate the scripture that Kelly gave. Uh, last week, we talked about you can start over. And I gave you 10 things. I think they're going to put them back up up there because I ran out of time. But I do want you to, to look at these. You know, if you're going to go forward, you can't look backward. Uh, how many of you know there's, there's that saying that says you can't look in the rearview mirror and expect to go forward and not hit something? Because you can't see backwards and go forwards. And I think a lot of people, uh, when they get to this time of year, especially making uh, New Year's Eve, um, you know, they're going to change this. They're going to change that. They're going to get better at this. They're going to get better at that. You know, if you just listen to the Lord 
and make a decision every day what you're going to do, you'll be better every day, and you don't have to wait for New Year's Eve. Isn't that a blessing? I didn't even, I didn't even see New Year's Eve this year. I almost did, but I don't know. I just went to sleep. <laughs> because to me, every day with Jesus is a day to glorify God and to live my life to the fullest and thank God for a new year. Thank God for new. Are you glad for new? But I'm going to have to find out what my new year is on New Year's Day morning. And God's going to show me what to do that day. And uh, I think he's shown me some things that are going to be coming. I don't know how to do them, but I know that he is faithful and he will do them. But first, we got to get away from backward. And the first thing was, do not worry about your life. Take no thought for your life. That's a scripture God gave me years ago when I was a single mom in Tulsa by myself. And all I thought about was my life, my life and how I was going to raise three kids by myself. And the Lord said, take no thought for your life. And I'm thinking, if I don't take thought for my life, who's going to take thought for my life? And I felt like the Lord said, I will. I'll take thought for your life. I'll take care of you. And so that's in Matthew 6, 25. Then the other part of that scripture toward the end in verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God this year and his righteousness. And the Bible says all things will be added to you. In other words, we don't have to figure out a way how we're going to take care of things this year. We need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You know, righteousness, and I don't have time to teach it today, and we might one month teach on that because it's so important. Your righteousness isn't based on you doing things right. A lot of people, as soon as they do something wrong, they give up. Your righteousness is right standing with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus did something right. And when he did that right thing on Calvary, we all were made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So don't be judging everything that you're doing and always trying to fix yourself Every day. I know people who are fixing themselves all the time. And they never go anywhere. Because there's the, the enemy will tell you a few more, few more things that are wrong with you as soon as you get those fixed. Amen? And that fix probably won't be permanent because it didn't come out of your heart. Do not worry about tomorrow. This is so important. Take care of today. Every day, the Bible says there's enough to take care of just in that day. That's verse 34. Be faithful in your giving. Whatever Dan said today, that's the truth of the word. Everything that you have will last longer. Everything that you need will come to you as you put the principles of giving into place in your life. It's a promise from God. And number five, build your house on the rock, the word. We're going to talk a lot about the Holy Spirit this month here in the main this service on Sunday and also on Wednesday nights because I believe the Lord is speaking. But I don't know that very many people are listening. They know what other people are saying, but they do not know what God is saying to them. And so if your house is built on the rock, the Holy Spirit speaks God's word to you. So you have to know the word if you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. You've got to put that a priority this year. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, which we'll talk more about in a minute. John 16, 13 through 15. That's where we're going to start today. Pray without ceasing and don't lose heart. You know the cure for not losing heart? Pray the answer, not the problem. Don't spend hours praying what's wrong. Pray what you believe God said he wants to do. I thank you, God, that I have divine health. 
I thank you, Lord, that all my needs are met according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I thank you today that you're looking out for my children because the seed of the righteous will never be forsaken. You begin to pray those things, and you're praying the word of God, and the word will prosper. Rejoice in the Lord. Don't ever um, put your head down. I read this in my Faith to Faith. You know when the enemy has defeated you when your head is down, and he knows that he has you where he wants you. Keep your head up. Keep smiling. Keep moving forward. Uh, Philippians 3, 1 through 6. Because the work that God's begun in you, he's going to finish. We just have to cooperate along the way. Love Jesus more. Everybody say, love Jesus more. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with loving to do things, loving your spouse, loving your kids. But you have to love Jesus the most. More than anything. And uh, it says that in Philippians 3, you know, Paul, you know, he said, I, I, I suffer. All that that I lost is gained to me in Christ. And uh, it says in 2 Timothy 3 that in the last days, people will love a lot of things. But it says, most importantly, they're going to love those things more than they love God. They still will love God. They'll have a form of the power of God, but it's not the, the real thing that God wants to do. And the last one, forget the past and press on toward your future, which Kelly read uh, when we finished worship today. We lay down whatever's back there because you can't bring it back. I lived for years trying to bring back what was. And all God wanted to do was go forward. And I was so caught up in what was that I even had the word to tell me that what was was going to be again. And I totally wasted lots of time in my life, at least a year or two, praying and believing for something that wasn't God. How many of you know that can happen? You can find a scripture for anything, but if it doesn't line up with the word of God and, and, you, and you know in your heart that it's, it's what you want, but you don't really know it's what God wants. And so I encourage you today to put those things before you. So let's go to John 16 now, and we're going to share today's message. I, the title for the series this month is Stay Tuned. You know, so many people are staying tuned to so many things. Um, secular things, of course, are the worst thing to be listening to. But I'm also convinced in my heart that a lot of Christians are trying to live what they hear other people that are Christians say. And it's not for them. They're not ready. They're not ready to walk there. They're not ready to do that. And it causes them to be in a position where they fail because faith grows. Everybody say faith grows. And the things God asks me to do may not be the things he asks you to do. The things that he asks uh, others to do maybe in your sphere of influence may not be what he asks you to do. But that doesn't mean you don't measure up. That doesn't mean that you're failing where you are. And people who are not listening to the Holy Spirit, will try to do what other people are saying to do. In this church, I pray that we encourage you to get in the word for yourself and hear what God is saying to you. And number two, listen to the Holy Spirit and follow the voice. Everybody say, follow the voice. I will promise you in 2021, if you will read the word and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, even if you get a little off, excited, and get a little crazy with what you heard God say, I've done this, and get some zeal that is, just takes you way down the wrong way just for a second, God will bring you back. 
and he will restore you. But, you know, if you just sit there waiting for it to fall on you, it's going to be a long 2021 because we're going to have to move forward. Everybody say move forward. And the Holy Spirit is leading us forward. Jesus said, uh, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. This isn't, I'm reading back just a little further in uh, John 16, 7. I tell you the truth. It is for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. Now, a lot of people think judgment of sin. They think that means God's going to judge them. They're really going to be told how bad they are. The judgment is that the devil has been judged, and sin has been taken care of, and he's defeated. That's what the Holy Spirit tells people. He doesn't tell people how bad they are. It goes on, because they do not believe in me. That's why God sent this Holy Spirit into the earth, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, they don't understand that, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Who's the ruler of the world? The devil, Satan. He has been judged. He has been defeated. Everybody say defeated. And you are righteous, That's what the Holy Spirit wants to teach you, how righteous you are in the Lord, not in your abilities, but in God's ability, and that your need for Jesus is real. Everybody needs Jesus. That's why the Holy Spirit came, and that's why Jesus said, it's advantageous to you that I go away because the Holy Spirit's going to come. I still have many things to say to you. Everybody say, we get to hear those. All those things that God wanted to say through Jesus, through the, through the word of God, he said, I have many things to say to you, but I, but I can't do it right now. He says, however, when the spirit of the truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Everybody say all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine the Lord's, and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, Jesus is saying. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Listen, God is a communicator. He's an excellent communicator. He's the best communicator. And he does it through the Holy Spirit of God, which every believer has. What Pastor Dan will be teaching, I'm sure, on Wednesday nights is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power that comes with that to be witnesses. But every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit, and he lives in us, and he lives to show us how to live our life and be victorious. And so uh, what I heard was, in my spirit, it's up-to-minute reporting, up-to-the-minute reporting. How many of you know everybody's listening for what's going on, what's happening? Uh, but with the Holy Spirit, you can know all day long what's happening. And that what God tells you is what will help you be, be victorious. What the Holy Spirit tells other people may make them victorious, but it may not make you victorious. Because Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, but you can't bear it. Some things that I hear today, if I would have heard them three years ago, I would have been concerned. I would have had an opportunity to worry or to get into fear. God tells us what we need to know for today. Now, that may be something in the future that he's going to do, but if we're ready to receive it and the Holy Spirit tells us, we will not fear. 
Our faith will rise up, we'll connect with it, and bring it forth in the earth. That's what we're supposed to do, to manifest the truth of the word of God. So um, I want you to turn to John 10, and I'm, I'm just giving it, some of you, most of you already know this, but somebody listening today may not. And it says in John 10, Jesus is talking about himself, and he says, uh, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. That's the only door into heaven is through Jesus Christ. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. If you're listening today and somebody's told you, those people that say they hear the Lord, there's something wrong with them. That's not true. That's not the word of God. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Everybody say that. I hear his voice. Everybody who knows the Lord can hear his voice. And when he brings out his, and, and he calls his own sheep. In other words, he's liable to call you up at 3 a.m. He is. He's liable to call you up at 3 a.m. And he knows your name. And he knows where you sleep. I'll say no more. There are some people listening who need to be thinking about that. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're doing. He's not judging you. He's trying to show you the way out. He wants you to come out to him. So when he calls for you, he's not calling to judge you. He's calling to rescue you, to pull you out of that situation. That's what the Lord does. That's the truth. Everybody say, that's the truth. If you're watching today and you just think God's just judging you for where you're at right now, no, he's not. If he's calling you, he's trying to draw you to himself so that he can rescue you from what you've gotten into. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. Once he gets you out, then he goes before you, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. If you do not know the voice of God, it's because you're not listening. As a believer, you say, well, you shouldn't say that about me. Well, I'm saying it because it's the word. So take it up with God himself here because this is the uncompromised word of God right here. And Jesus said, he goes before his sheep and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. Everybody say, I don't follow strangers. But will flee from him. The devil, for they know, for they do not know the voice of strangers. It doesn't mean you won't hear it. It just means you don't, it doesn't bear witness with you. You're not going to follow that. It says, um, Jesus used this illustration, but they didn't understand the things which he spoke to them. Over in verse 25, it says, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. That's pretty strong, but that's true. You, if you believe Jesus, you know those words are him. You may not be able to do them right now, but you know that they're from him. But you do not believe because you're not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep, and he repeats himself, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Now, these are good things right here. I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. Say, I will never perish. This is good for 2021 because there's a lot of words out there that say, you might perish. 
In fact, they give you a lot of statistics about why you might perish, but they don't give you the statistics about why you might not perish. Amen? You will not perish. And then it says, and neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Isn't that good news? You're not going to get snatched. You know, when I was little, sometimes I'd have bad dreams, you know, and, and sometimes I'd think somebody snatched me. <laughs> have you ever thought somebody might snatch one of your children or something? If you belong to God, you tell the devil, no. No, God is watching after my children, and they're not going to be snatched out of any, any hand of God. They cannot be snatched. <clears throat> my Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Everybody say, praise the Lord. So Jesus said that every believer who has come through the door has entered through, and I don't have time to teach covenant, but it has to do with covenant, has entered into the presence of God. Once you know him, you will not be snatched. Say, I will not be snatched. Now, you may feel like you've been snatched, but it's temporary because you just think you are. God will not leave you or forsake you. Amen? The word of God is critical for 2021. The truth of the word of God is critical for us in 2021. I saw on Facebook where Paul Doherty, the pastor of the church we were in for many years, I call him my pastor because I think he's very young, but he hears God and he speaks the truth. And he said, I believe we're going to get into some things. He gave a scripture, but there's going to be warfare in 2021. It is increasing. Everybody say it's increasing. But praise God, we increase more. Amen. I increase more than whatever's coming against me. Because Jesus said that I hear his voice. And when he calls my name, I follow him. And I follow him to wherever he's going. I may not understand it, but I follow him. You know, um, for this year, I, in, back in November, it was about November 20th, I heard two words. And I hear, I'll add the third one, but I, but I didn't hear this one at that time. I heard resurrection and res- restoration. Those were the two words I heard. 2021 will be a year of resurrection and restoration. Now, I don't want you to think political because that's not what I'm talking about today. It may happen in the political realm, but I'm talking about in the kingdom of God. God is about to rise up in the midst of this perverse generation, just like Jesus came to a perverse generation. And I believe as it gets darker, Isaiah Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, for the glory of God has risen upon you. And there will be gross darkness. I believe we are ready. We are ready if we have the word and we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit this year. The critical thing is daily hearing from the Holy Spirit. Because things are going to change. And they're going to change very rapidly. I mean, one day it'll be like this, the next day it'll be like that. If you are not steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, in in the word of God, always believing that no matter what, your labor is not in vain, because thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 56, 57, 58. If that isn't secure, we've been saying that for a whole couple of years in this church. That is working in you. It's working in me. Whether we see it 
or not. It is working because the word works when it goes forth. So it's in us. Everybody say it's in us. We are going to have to remain in that position. And the way we're going to remain in that position is daily knowing what did the Holy Spirit tell me to do today. It will affect your children. It will affect the, the decisions that you make regarding all the areas of your life. I believe this. Uh, because the Holy Spirit has said, I mean, he wakes me up in the morning time and will speak to me things. Um, and this, this word resurrection, you know, in John 11, 25, if you put that up on the screen, this is Jesus. He's speaking to Martha. Um, and, and so he's saying, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Everybody said, I am the resurrection. That's what Jesus said. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And, and you know, they're saying, if you would have been here, uh, there, our brother wouldn't have died. If you would have been here. You know, we sang that song. Uh, bodies are still being raised. You know, it's not always death like in heaven. There are dead men walking today. There are dead men walking today. And Jesus is the resurrection and the life for those people. And so, you know, when, when we get over here, um, let me get over here where I want to read. Uh, he, this is Jesus, and he's praying about Lazarus. Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, everybody say the people standing by. I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. He's already thanking God for resurrection. Everybody say resurrection. We need to begin to thank God for resurrection. Resurrection. Resurrection of those that are the walking dead, those that have never known Christ and are totally dead to what's going on. Resurrection is coming into this earth, I believe, in 2021. I don't know what the circumstances will be that cause it in people's uh, lives for them to be brought back to life, but they are going to rise up again, and they're going to fulfill their divine destiny. And they've been laying down for a long time, sitting this church would be full if all the people in the two cities that w in this county were still in this church that started here. Amen? Now, I don't mind if they're in a different church because God uh, causes us to know where we're to be to be fed. But I'm talking about the ones that aren't being fed. The enemy subtly pulls them away from the things of God. We are going to need them. Because there's, there's word in them, there's power, there's anointing in them. And they are going to wake up and they are going to get out of that slumber that they're in. And that pit that they've gotten themselves in. Um, it, it, when Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. See, the sheep hear the Father's voice. The sheep hear the voice of God. And so when we see a situation, and I'm believing it's going to be a great year to uh, not only see people born again, but disciple people in this church. That's why Wednesday nights, I really felt if Pastor Dan is teaching the word of God, it's like going to Bible school. And if you want to know the truth and you want to understand what it is that God wants you to have, then you need to be there every Wednesday night. COVID is over. It is over. 
I'm declaring it over because it is sickness, disease, it causes death, and it has nothing to do with God. Jesus said, I came to give you life and, and give it to you abundantly. And so it is dying out. Now, everybody's going to think it's the vaccine. Well, praise God if that's what they think. But God is the healer. Everybody say, God is the healer. COVID, the Lord specifically said to me, make no decision based on COVID. Make no decision based on COVID. It's no different than if I were in poverty. He would say, make no de decision based on your poverty. Make your decisions based on the word of God. Anything can be resurrected by the power of Jesus Christ. And we are believing for resurrection in this church in 2021. And for disciples, there's a difference between just going and shouting and singing and dancing at church and being a disciple. And growing the things of God. That's the second word, restoration. Everybody say restoration. When you get under the teaching of the word of God, you begin to stir up what's already on the inside of you if you've known it. And if you've never known it, it will stir you up and bring you out of that place that you're in. Everybody say restoration. You know, um, I believe that there's many people who, I, I want to read you this scripture. It's in, um, it's in the message Bible. And uh, do you, did I give it to you for the message? Yes. Jesus said, and, and he's, Zacchaeus is up in the tree. Today is salvation day in this home. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham. For the son of man came to find and restore. Everybody say restore. He came to restore what was lost. Um, in Acts chapter 2, when the, when the Holy Ghost fell and the, in the upper room, and, and they began to speak in other tongues. Um, Peter stood up, and he said, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Well, the prophet Joel had prophesied that when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That is a prophecy that Joel gave, that God was going to pour out his spirit on all flesh, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Well, I still see visions. Pastor Bill sees visions. But, and we dream too. So I guess you can do it all. And my maid ser men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. That was the prophet Joel speaking. But Peter said, what you are seeing right now with the baptism of the Holy Spirit on these people is a power that's being released that will restore. Everybody say restore. It will put things back the way they're supposed to be. Now, I want to share this with you today because putting things back the way they used to be is not what it says. It's the way they're supposed to be. Um, in, in my life, just like I shared earlier, there was a time where I just thought, you know, God's going to restore my marriage. Never mind that uh, the, my kid's dad had married somebody else. I thought he's going to leave her. He's going to come back to me. I even joined a group of women in Tulsa who believed that could happen. And so we all just pray. We pray him out of this other marriage, and then we get him back to us. And I'm just uh, going for it. I mean, I'm, you know, because I think that's the answer. I mean, after all, the, you know, God d hates divorce. That's true. But he hates divorce. He doesn't want somebody to divorce somebody else to come back to this person. You know, and I'm praying, God, you hate divorce, so I know he's going to leave and come back to me. That's different. 
But, but see, I, was, I had scriptures. These ladies, they had scriptures. They had a whole book. And then one day my friend came to the door, knocked on the door and said, uh, the Holy Spirit told me to come and tell you you've believed a lie. And I just started to sob. And I knew instantly that was the lie. Broke my heart for a minute. But then I realized, well, if it's not true, then what is true? Well, restoration is true. Look at that guy. That's my restoration right there. Hallelujah. Now, that doesn't mean what happened in that divorce was good or that God was for it. But you have to keep going forward. I know so many people, so many women today who are in the ditch because they're still waiting for God to do something, to fix it. Well, listen, this is how you fix things. You get up and you go forward. And God goes with you. And he resurrects what he wants in your life. And he restores you to what he's called you to be. And that happened in my life. So I really believe this message because I experienced it. But I see so many people still laying in the ditch because of what wasn't, what didn't happen. And God began to show me resurrection for a lot of people means God's going to put it back together just the way it was. God's going to restore it just the way it was. And I want to tell you today, it's all going to be new. Everybody say new. And the way he showed me this was in Hebrews 8, God said, this old covenant didn't work. It's not working. So I'm going to give a new covenant. Everybody say a new covenant. And it says that the old covenant was fulfilled. It was obsolete. What was God doing? He was going forward into something new. He resurrected living life the way it was in the beginning. I mean, we're supposed to live like it was in the Garden of Eden. I mean, we are in the presence of a living God. And we have the tree of life. We have the life of God in us. If we don't go to it. I mean, the, the tree is in us. We have the life. And so we're supposed to live now in this new life. Everybody say new life. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, 12 through 21, uh, that we are a new creation. It says, for we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may answer is yeah, answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For we are beside ourselves, it is for, if we are beside ourselves, it's for God. And if we are of sound mind, it is for you. This is Paul speaking. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, everybody say therefore. From now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Just say that. I'm not going to regard anyone according to their flesh. Aren't you glad people don't always regard you according to your flesh? Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. We know him by the Spirit. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ today? If you're watching, are you in Christ? You are a new creation. Everybody say new. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
Now, if all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That's what Jesus wants to do, reconcile the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And the last verse, for he who made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Everybody say, we are brand new. We have a new covenant. 21 is going to be a year of new things. New things. I believe that. Resurrection and, and restoration, and it's all going to be new. Everybody say new. Now, you cannot know a new thing unless you're listening to the Holy Spirit. When Joshua was about to go into the, uh, to Jericho, into the promised land, God said to him, stay back because you've not come this way before. Watch the ark. The ark was the presence of God. Follow the ark. When you go into new things, you have to stay right behind God. You can't get ahead of him. He even told me, don't, don't walk beside me. Get behind me. I thought, okay, it's okay with me. Anything comes flying, it's going to get you before it gets me. Hallelujah. And it won't hurt you. <laughs> stay behind him. Everybody say, stay behind him. Follow him. When you follow somebody, you're not right here, and you're not out there in front of them. You're behind them. And so in Isaiah, it says, behold, I will do a new thing. Can you not see it? Uh, it, it, I want, can you go to verse um, 18 and 19? Do, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. And then it says, I will do, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. That's what the Lord said to me this year, 2021. The new thing will spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That means even if it's impossible, God's going to do it. Amen. This is the key. You don't put new wine in old wineskins. You cannot do it. Luke 5, 37 through 39 in the Passion Bible. And who pours new wine into an old wineskin? If someone did, the old wineskin would burst and the new wine would be lost. I'm not suggesting people drink wine here. I'm just giving you a scripture. New wine must always be poured into new wineskins. If God's going to do a new thing, then we have to become a new skin. We have to open our heart to hear something new. Now, it's not going to be against Scripture. A new thing, you know, sometimes God does new things. It'll still line up with the promises of God, but it'll be done in a new way. How many of you have seen new things happen over the years? I always think about my mother with her ringer washing machine. And, you know, you had to take the clothes, they'd go around, then you have to take them up and run them through the roller, and then out the other side, and then you'd have to rinse them and then roll them out the other side, then go hang them on the clothesline. Thank God we're delivered, ladies. How many of you would like to be doing that on this nice snowy winter day? Yeah, and she had an iron that was called a mangle. It's exactly what it did. It mangled everything that went through it. I never did learn. You had to use your knee. I think it was kind of like flying an airplane with your feet, only you're using your knee. I don't, you might know. But it was the weirdest kind of ironing I've ever seen. Old things, everybody say old things, are obsolete. 
That means they're not useful anymore because there's something better. And God has something better this year. So you have to open your heart and say, Lord, change me to be able to receive the new. Because there's so much new that God wants to do. I heard these things, and I'll, this, I'll close with this. These are just things that God said to me. I encourage you to get alone with God. Say, what's the new thing? What's the new thing? I heard time to leave and step out. Stepping out of what you don't know is always harder than staying where you are. <laughs> Especially when you don't know what day two is. Day one is just step out. And then you get out there, and then God says, day two is. But I used to live that way when I was a single mom by myself because I never knew what the next day would be. Leave everything, and, and it was like, underline that, leave everything behind and take the step. Now, this is for some of you that have been a little leery about doing a new thing. When you close the door, I will move on your behalf. We have to close the door. Sometimes we leave it open a little bit. And, and that open door, it, it's got to go close for the new to come forth. These are the other words that I heard. These are just words that I heard. Multiplication, momentum, and, and I can't read you all my journal today, but surge, that there will be a surge in, in people. Don't help me. <laughs> that was a good one. How many of you ever heard God tell you, don't help me? Can you just leave this with me? Multiplication, momentum, surge. Don't help me. Stay behind me. And that's when he gave me Joshua 3, 3 through 4. Speak your confession. Uh, years ago, God gave me a confession, 2005. It was Rush Limbaugh. Bill listened to him all the time. I thought he was the most arrogant person I had ever heard in my entire life. I am God's gift to whatever, he'd say at the end of his thing. I said, Bill, that, I think that's sacrilegious even. I don't know. But that was just ignorance on my part. The man is a true patriot. I mean, he he's stands for our nation. Uh, I've been ignorant about a lot of things in my life, but that was one of them. And so he went into Macy's. I was sitting in the car, and I heard, well, I have a confession for you. And I thought, so I got out my pencil and paper because I had my Bible thing, and I was and it was, I am Pam Mickler. I thought, oh, I'm not saying that. I can't say that. I am Pam Mickler. It was real strong. I thought, I can't say that. But he gave me a whole confession. And he said, say this every day. And it was 2003. In 2005, Pastor Bill said, I need you to take over the church because I need to do some things in South, ben, in, in, in South Sudan. And that confession rose up. Because it was in me. I said it because I, I believe in making confessions that God gives us. And I'd said it and said it said it. The Lord told me this year, uh, you know, you stop saying that. And I thought, oh, yeah, I did. I got it. It's all torn up. It's, it's, I wore it out. You know, it's just papers just shredded practically in my Bible. I pulled it out. And he said, uh, you know, when you stop saying it, you stop living it. And then when you stop living it, you stop doing it. So could you get that back out and start reading it again? When you're going to do a new thing, God will give you something. Just like that thing we say at the beginning of service, that was given to Paul Doherty when he was about to give up. And his mom 
and the other people in the church that were in leadership felt he was to take the church, and he was about to quit. And he heard that. That was his confession that he has that church say. I'm fixing to have you say mine. Only put your name in it. Because it says we're pulling down strongholds. We're lifting up the name of Jesus. Amen? I don't have the whole thing right now, but I'll get it and I'll bring it up. I don't want to say it today. But anyway, that was the confession. Uh, This was the other. You'll see it as you preach it. I like to know before I preach it. But I can tell you in the last, since we came back out here, when I'm standing at that keyboard, I'm hearing stuff. And if you notice, I've started leading a little bit more from the keyboard. That's because the Holy Spirit's wanting to do some stuff. It's, he's, he's bringing his presence into the room, and he's starting to move in people's hearts. And that you just do what you're told. That's what you do. Um, those who have drifted will return to me and the plan for their lives. I heard that. I know what I am doing, and I will prevail. I will accomplish it, speak and do what I say, even if you can't see how. Just believe. Amen? Let's stand. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's true. I thank you, Lord, that every person in this room needs to hear a word from you. And I'm believing, Lord, that what you preach, have us preach and share with the people you're about to do in their lives. And so I thank you today. Um, How many of you have a word that you know the Lord's been speaking to you about 2021? I encourage you, make sure it's written down. Make sure it's somewhere where you can see it and you can read it on a regular basis. When God healed my life, he gave me a confession. It was three pages long from Joel Osteen's dad, John, and I read that over my life three times a day. I read it in the morning, I read it at lunchtime, and I read it before I went to bed. And I did it for a whole year. And at the end of that year, I was what that word said I, I would be. I, but I didn't, I didn't work at it. God did it with his word. I believe he wants to do that in all our lives. And I believe this church is ready. I believe we're ready. We have in this house all the giftings that we need to do what we have to do. But I believe there's new people coming. I believe there's new things that we're going to do. But I want to pray for you today that you hear from the Spirit of God for your life. I mean specifically. Not, oh, well, you know, this will just happen. No, specifically. It may be not all that I heard. It does, it, it's got to be what you believe what you can stand for. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for every person here. I especially thank you for those that are watching online today because they're at home, maybe by themselves, um, maybe in a situation where they could get easily distracted. And I pray today, Lord, that first of all, that they know Jesus. Because going into 2021, we have a Savior. We We have the ability to be saved. Just like Zacchaeus, Jesus said, I'm coming to your house today. Salvation is coming to your house today. I pray that if you're listening today and in this room, I know most of you that are in this room, but if you don't know Jesus, we're going to make our confession of faith, what we believe. And the Bible says clearly, if you're watching, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, he is going to come and help you go through life in a prosperous way in a healthy way, in a whole way. Let's just say this together. Father, thank you for Jesus. 
thank you for dying for me, Jesus. Thank you for caring about my life and my purpose and destiny. I yield my life to you. I repent of sin, of doubt, and all the things that in my life that are holding me back. And I give my heart to you. I, I ask you to take over my mind and show me the way you created me to live. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Now, I also want to pray today. And I want you to just, um, if you have a plan, first of all, I want you to lift your hands. If God has spoken to you about 2021, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for those that have 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 heard exactly what you're saying to them. And I thank you, Lord, that they have the ability because of Jesus in them to accomplish that. Because greater is he that's in them than he that's in the world. I bind you, devil, from stealing it. I bind you from bringing discouragement. I bind you from saying you, you're not good enough. And all those things that you come to steal the word with, all of those words that you're whispering, even as they start out and step out into that promise. I thank you, Lord. They will not retreat. They will not go back. They will press forward and they will get to the other side of that promise that you have made. Even if it takes the entire year till midnight on December 31st, they will not retreat in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we agree for that. Now, if you don't have something specific, I want you to lift your hand because I know God has something specific for everybody because he just doesn't let you wander from year to year. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, from day to day. I thank you for new vision. I thank you for new creative ideas. I thank you for new revelation of situations and circumstances. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. Some of you are still um, meditating on things that God already said he's going to do. He's trying to tell you new things. He's trying to tell you some new things. He's going to do those other things, but there's something new. And that other thing is on the burner. It's, it's cooking in heaven. It's cooking. It's going to come to fruition. But what God wants to do is a new thing. And I thank you, Father, for new things, new vision, new ideas, new uh, places where you're called to go to speak life and wholeness in Jesus' name. I bind poverty of any kind. I speak a release of blessings and finances into your lives to do that which God has called you to do. I bind voices that are speaking against those things that God has called you to do. And I thank you, Lord, for houses and lands. The Bible said that in the Old Testament that God gave those people houses and lands that they didn't even, weren't even in their property before. They're, they're just given to them. Things that they've never had, he just made a way. And I believe he's making a way. He's making a way today. For those who have said, yes, I am doing what you have said. In Jesus' name, I believe it and I receive it by faith. Everybody say, I believe, I receive all that God has called me to do in 2021. I will do by the grace of God with his strength, with his love, and his mercy, I will accomplish the will and plan of God. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Well, let's make our confession. Yeah, give God a cheer. Say this. 
I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, and my labor is not in vain. I am more than a conqueror. Everybody say that. I am more than a conqueror. I have life. Death has no place in me. I will live forever. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I do not walk in fear. I walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Go and be blessed. Amen.